Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of If It Isn't Love Podcast. I am your hostess, Donisha. And I'm your co-host, J.L. Woodson. And we're happy to be back for another week to talk to y'all about love and, and, stuff. and stuff. I was going to, I didn't know if I was going to curse or not. It didn't come out. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. How's your week been? Uh, pretty productive. Uh, still going to the um, co-working spaces and getting a lot of stuff done. Like, you don't know how much pr- productivity you can get through when you're not actually in. Well, I guess for me, it's a little bit different. Because, like, if I'm outside the house, there's not too many distractions. Like, the bed is right there. The couch is right there. The TV's right there and stuff like that. And... I don't know, like, it's something about being around other people that makes you feel more productive, too, I guess. Spoken like someone who does not have to go into an office every day. <laughs> I mean, yes, right. I, I am It is spoken that's that. like someone who does not have to go to the office every day. I get what you're saying, right? That that if there is a community of work, then it is, uh, it kind of entices you to be in that mindset. Mm-hmm. And I think that if that works for you, that's great. I, I think I am definitely a person who likes to try to get done a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. And so if I have the opportunity to work from home, and, and I'll say, you know, being forced to work from home, it was different because it was so foreign originally. Like I didn't know what to do. And, you know, Doing things during a pandemic is also different because there was like the uncertainty of what's going on and blah, 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 all the other stuff Mm -hmm. that then there were days where I'm like, I'm not working at all. But like now having kind of gone through that and understanding the benefits and it's something that I feel like I got the hang of towards the coming back on like going back on site to work started to come about where it's like, if I have a few days in the office and then some days home, the opportunity to be flexible with my time, mm-hmm. to not have to, it's really like that early morning commute and all of that kind of stuff. It's really nice. Now I do, I agree. Sometimes it's really nice to be able to work from home uh, or work in the office when, especially when I'm interact, I have to interact with people. Oftentimes uh, I, I believe something, some meetings should be emails and I believe <laughs> some, Uh, in-person things can be done virtual but there is also a a level of things you can't do in a virtual space or you know you need to interact with people yeah so i enjoy that um that piece of it like being able to i don't know because i guess i view things i have always viewed things a little bit differently with like the workplace like yeah i want to be that person who like I enjoyed, like, when I was working in Chicago, I enjoyed going downtown, wearing a nice pair of pants and a button-up and stuff like that. Um, And, you know, conversing with other people that's in the workplace and stuff like that. You know, you see it all the time in TV. Somebody's meeting up by the coffee machine and having a conversation and all that stuff. And, like, even though technically I feel like I am an introvert, like, it just seemed like even when I was going to some of these uh co-working spaces and stuff like that like people would generally just come up to me and ask me how am i doing i'm not used to that or they would ask me so what are you working on and stuff like that and like i'm it's been a while since i've had like the traditional like in-office job and everything like that um 
But for the most part, like I feel I felt more productive this week and a little bit last week than I have over the course of um, I would say the pandemic. Like I got my work done, but it just didn't feel like it was productive. It was like, okay, sprinkle in a little design here, take a break, sprinkle in a little design here, take a break, wash some dishes, maybe take a break. Emphasis on the maybe. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, even if I'm loading up the dishwasher. Oh, okay, right. Loading the dishwasher. (laughs) That is different. That and it's also like eat a sandwich, put that dish in the dishwasher. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That is not washing. That is washing dishes. That is washing dishes. But okay. Just because I'm not putting soap to sponge and sponge to said dish. Does not mean I'm not washing dishes. That is literally the definition of washing dishes. It's a team effort between me and the dishwasher. You know what? Oh, okay, baby. Okay. <laughs> if that is what you believe, and it does That's not the weird harm part. me. Okay, so when I, I know this is like way off our topic and everything, but when, um, what was that, Friday when uh, Zach and uh, David uh-huh. came with me to the co-working space to check it out? We all had like we were standing there having a conversation with the guy who manages or runs the place, the mm-hmm. co-working space. Mm-hmm. And like everybody else is married except for me. Like as of yet, like I'm the person who was like getting information and stuff like that. And like how everybody else's marriage is going and how it like functions and stuff. And it was like a it was a nice conversation. And then we get to the conversation about dishwashers. Mm-hmm. Everybody else like. Yeah, I don't use them. I'm like, how are we friends? I mean, I know we're friends. How I know how we're friends, but like, y'all don't like the ease of use. Like, y'all don't like, you know. Like, I understand, you know, it's not everybody's thing. But you know, as a person who doesn't necessarily enjoy standing there by the uh, by the um, sink and everything like that, and leaning over like my uh, grandma or something like that, and just washing dishes and stuff like that. I, I mean, I enjoy the tag team effort between me and the dishwasher. Okay. That'll be a good topic one day because I know I mentioned this last week, like that difference between like enjoyment of and like, cause I, like you always say that. And I'm just like, I always want you to realize like, I don't enjoy, like, I don't like, oh my God, right? That excitement yeah. to wash the dishes. I also don't get that excitement to like use the dishwasher. It is like, this is a task that needs to be done. I do get enjoyment from it being done. Like dishes are clean, they're Mm -hmm. put away, kitchen is clean. That, having an organized home, that brings me joy. It's irritating like sometimes using the dishwasher and it didn't clean the dishes right. So I still have to go and wash a dish behind. Finding a dish in the cabinet that has been washing the dishwasher and it didn't clean it right. And now I want to use it. And I was expecting to just pull a dish out of the cabinet. And now it's not clean because it was put in the dishwasher. Irritating. Well, we need to just have a a conversation with management then. Oh, okay. Using. Like, hey, you slapped on this one dish. Get to it. Needing to use the dishwasher to put dishes in. But the dishwasher is full from previously clean dishes like all of that is see those are the things that then irritate me about the dishwasher because most of the time when I wash dishes I am then 
going to dry them and put them away. The only ones I don't put away are the last ones once the sink is clean. And that's usually stuff like the cutting board because wood and stuff that has to air dry. Yeah. Anyway, dishes that never get put away until you use them bothers me. Right. And none of this brings me it doesn't bring me joy to do it, but it does bring me joy to have it done well. Emphasis on the well. Capitalize it. Make it bold. Underline. Well. Okay, typography. I just, you know, whatever. But I mean, that is good. I think that it's it's good to find like a rhythm and and whatever working space works for you. Mm -hmm. Um, like I said, I enjoy going into the office. I don't have a problem with it. There is levels of productivity that I, I believe can happen. I just like being able, sometimes I hate feeling like I have all these things to do at home, that it's just not enough time when I'm realizing I wanted to be in the space. And I think when I was working from home, I had been able to create a space where I can do the things that I wanted to do during the week. Mm -hmm. And then my weekends could be for relaxation. And I really want to do that where I'm not working on the weekends, but it's not panning out that way because <laughs> the things that I cannot do Aside from the podcast, right? Which is work, but you know. No, you. There are, you work. there's nothing. I literally went to work yesterday. Like I didn't go into the office, but I had like work for, from, you know, like nine to almost four o'clock yesterday. And so there is, there's not space for me to right now to be able to like not be up all night during the week, try to work out and not work on the weekends mm. because I just can't get, especially when I have to commute to work. So and that's a job on its own. It is. I spend minimally 10 hours in my car every week, Monday through Friday. We're only talking about Monday through Friday. I am in the car for 10 hours. So I was trying, I actually had this conversation with my boss. Um, I know I said I wasn't going to mention it to her because she's getting ready to retire. So I'm getting a whole new boss. Mm -hmm. um, but I mentioned to her about the idea of remote, remote work and she personally doesn't have a problem with it. She brought up some of the things that, you know, other people might see it because there is an equality issue. And, you know, you know, my speech about equity versus equality or people are like well if she's gone and she's not here then why can't i be gone but i'm like every job everybody's job doesn't work that way yeah at some point i will have students to work with in which if i won't be able to operate remotely in the way that i could now i mean mm. i clearly did not tell her that i had worked remotely on monday the entire day and she had no idea because at the end of the day, when you have expectations of, I, I create my plan and I'm like, this is my 30, 60, 90 day plan. It's mm -hmm. a new job. I created the plan. I've done everything because I've been working on my time management skills and producing. And I've done things that she's like, wow, you really done. So where I'm physically doing it doesn't matter. The very next day, I went into the office and was in my office and no one saw me the entire day. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't come to my office, especially the way things are situated, you don't know. But if you don't need me, if you don't have an appointment with me, and people who had appointments with me saw me. If you, if I'm not in my office when you need me, and I, I told her, I feel like that when I, like I went home, I told my bosses, I don't like people just walk into my office to talk to me. At the very least, call me 
if I answer or send me a message, we have teams, we have so many ways for people to communicate with you to say, hey, do you have a moment to chat? So then I can prepare for your arrival, prepare for the conversation. And that's how I feel like in life. Like make sure even with call, you, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, so let me know that you're coming. So the idea of like you weren't in your office doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I don't have right now. I don't have students to see me. Even when I will have, I won't have walk-in hours for me. Not at my and not in my position. You can't just walk in and see me. But there will be ways to make appointments. So when I have an appointment with people, they'll be able to see me. I also was just like, you know, what if you're not there and somebody needs you? She said that. I was like, they can call me. They email me. That's what it's. Also. Just because somebody walks in my office doesn't mean that I'm going to be available for them. Mm-hmm. I could be meeting virtually or doing something that doesn't allow interruption. So we're having this conversation, you know, and I was just talking to her about it. You know, of course, she brought up COVID. And I'm like, I'm not even considering COVID. I'm just thinking from a productivity standpoint. And I told her sometimes, like, there are days where, especially now, I'm planning. All I'm doing is writing proposals, planning, doing all of these types of things. And I waste two hours a day because that's two hours that I have to commute, that I could be doing productive things for myself. I could be getting more sleep. I could be meditating. I could work out. I could do so many other things with those two hours than just sit in my car to get here to Mm -hmm. work by myself. (laughs) That And so that is my only point. It doesn't mean it has to be every day. It doesn't even have to be like on a schedule. It can be as needed. And then the calendar be, could be updated. So like I can be like, okay, this week I have this day. It can be just a day where I'm like, hmm, this day I'm going to work remotely. So everyone knows it's on my calendar. And then part she's like, well, how people know? People don't need to know because everyone else who doesn't report, who I don't report to, it's not their business. Because what difference Mm. does it make? Because if you come by and you don't see me, but you need me, then you email me and you call me. And if you say, hey, I need this, I'm like, hey, I'm not in the office today. It's the same as if someone's on vacation. I don't have to Mm -hmm. clear my vacation with all these people. So it's like this whole dynamic of, you know, people not really understanding the benefit. I'm like, when you're talking about having happy employees and, you know, if I'm happier and I feel more well-rounded, then when I am there, I know I'm focused There, I like the idea and I told her, I love the idea that I could work on this thing at home and do my laundry and make sure, and I can have, you know, I don't, I can make sure my lunch is hot because I'm just made it. I can go take my laptop to the balcony. Like I like that option to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. And, and it doesn't have to happen all the time. I do understand there has to be policies and protocols. I did find out that there is, they're working on a remote work task force. She said it's something I should definitely bring up to my next. Um, There's a whole. So, so people, because really people don't know how to do it, right? And the thought is if if one person does it, everybody will want to do it. But I'm like, it doesn't work that way. One, I think that from a leadership perspective, people in leadership should be able to. If you're an advisor, it could work because maybe you're like, hmm, we also do virtual appointments. Just and like people with telehealth and stuff like exactly. that. Exactly. And I rotate and my day is Tuesday. So Tuesdays I work remotely because I'll, I make sure that all my Tuesday appointments with my case and it's case low basis are mm-hmm. virtual. And if I don't do walk and, and it's only Tuesday. So everybody knows that Monday and then Wednesday through Friday, mm-hmm. I'm in the office. Right? Or, right. So whatever the case is. And from other people, I, I can't do consistent like that because I may have a meeting this Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I have meetings all day or I have an event. And then the next Tuesday, I don't. So it's I'm not going to be able for my role to do it that way. There might be weeks where I'm like, OK, I, I got to be in the office every day because 
that is what makes sense. So it's a whole thing. It just amazes me how, how after realizing how much it works, people are so hesitant because there is this idea that you need to monitor people. But I'm also like, Mm-mm. you don't monitor me. And I couldn't tell her why, because I couldn't tell her I wasn't here on Monday and you had no idea. Because, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't say that because it's a new job, right? She probably don't listen to the podcast and she did. Now she knows, whatever. Um, but it's funny. No, but that's the idea. Like I worked from home mm-hmm. on Monday and she had zero idea because when, I think she emailed me once, I responded. When I, I did my work, I was sending out emails. Because I did what I needed to do, but I also got to do stuff around the house that I didn't get to do over the weekend. Mm. So it works. So I'm making my own internal case study for remote work. And I'm not going to lie. I will work remotely as I see fit. Um, because that's mm. horrible. The other part of my job is like being on the community. So I could just pad my calendar with fake meetings, but I don't want to do that. Yeah. I'd rather just be like, I'm working remotely so people think they have access to me. They're just not in person. Mm. So we got way off topic from what I want to talk about, but that was good. I like to share um, <laughs> um, that piece. Actually, did we talk about, I was just thinking about last minute switching up the topic, but I think I'm going to not. Okay. <laughs> so. We're going to get into our topic really quick. So everyone knows we're getting married. And so part of uh, the combining our lives in a way, right? Like we're getting married, which is a legal process. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes, it is a spiritual, emotional, like there's all of that to be married. But it's also like a business transaction. Mm -hmm. And the part of business transactions is the financial aspect. And (laughs) I think that, you know, we live together. So there are a lot of ways that we have already like combined our lives and things like that. And uh, financial, I think that there are clearly are ways that we are connected because we pay bills for our livelihood, you know, making sure we have groceries and gas in the car, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And we did open our first bank account um, together. So we have a bank account, Mm -hmm. but it is for the wedding. Um, primarily right now. So we don't confuse right um, money that's supposed to be for the wedding versus stuff that's supposed to be for the house. Exactly. So that's what we're doing right now. So we have that bank account, but then we can potentially use it later for like bills or whatever. So we do have a bank account that we share now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that my thought also and I, and I think I brought this to us a few months ago, um, was about making sure that we are getting our finances together. I can be transparent in saying that financially, neither one of us is where we need to be um, in terms of like our credit and our debt. You think, what? Hmm? What? Yeah. Oh, I was like, he was like, hmm. I'm like, I, you're like, hmm. And I'm like, yes, definitely. Okay. You don't think so? I don't know. Like for yourself. Oh, yeah. Not even think about me. I'm I'm a vouch for me. Yeah, credit. <laughs> not, not where it needs to be. 
Like, no. Um, and from what I know of conversations that we've had, Mm, you know, mm, so that's mm. what I'm saying. Collectively, our credit is not where it needs to be. We have high amounts of debt, um, including like for me, student loan debt, uh, credit card debt, all of that kind of stuff. Um, so that's something to consider. Did you hear about the uh, they're extending the student loan payment thingy? Oh, that's good. That's what I heard. I wasn't going to pay it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I was just making sure. Uh, Let me tell you. Because they're all like, yeah, they, I, meant to, I put it on my to-do list for this week. They're like, yeah, okay, now you can start paying us this $700 a month. <sighs> uh, I had to be like, hold negotiate on. or something. Joe. Hey, how you we doing? Ain't, we ain't do it. <laughs> Joe, they tripping. They Okay, thank you. Like, because no, no, I am not paying those student loans right now. Okay, wedding aside, I am always amazed. Like, when people are like, oh, my my loans went into deferment or not deferment, um, default. Mm -hmm. Because I had my loans in forbearance, like voluntary forbearance. And the people are like, they deny my forbearance because they will. And I'm like, yeah, okay, they deny it and you reapply. Never have they denied me and I reapplied and they said no. Every time. I've been out of undergrad for almost 13 years and Dang. and I've paid them. So there are a few that I have paid, right? Like mm. there there are some that I have paid, but between undergrad and graduate school, I have okay. um, a sufficient <clears throat> amount. And then for me, although yes, student loans matter and they do need to get paid off, uh, my credit card debt is more important mm -hmm. to get paid off because the interest rates are higher and I had been good with some of that for a minute and then I got bad with it again and I need to now return to being good with paying some of those down and finding the balance between you know paying down debt saving and planning for a wedding and I don't care what anybody says it's hard to be like okay I know I, I know the amount of credit card that I have and looking at it and then feeling like okay this is the wedding that I want to have and that might cost a lot of money and when you think about it be like all of that money could have like wiped out half of my credit card debt hmm. right and then you say it like Wait, that huh? yeah hmm. and then you say it like that and then I feel bad because I'm like is the responsible thing then to wipe out half the credit card debt, meaning over time, that is, think about how much interest I would not have to pay. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, I, don't, I mean, honestly, I don't, because my thing is like, it's going to be there regardless. Like, as long as it's not one of those things where it's like continually bringing your credit. Like I, it does. Like we would definitely have to have a conversation with somebody who is like one of those people who does credit repair yeah. or something like that. Well, no, not one of them people, but like a financial advisor. Or oh, we're going to read this book that we're going to talk about. But yeah, no, not, not, not fix your credit in three days. No, we're not doing it in people. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. But, um, but yeah, like I just, I don't know. I don't necessarily think it's irresponsible for us to plan a wedding, especially with all the stuff that we like considerably less amount versus what we thought was going to happen with it or how much it was going to cost and everything like that. I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah, it, it's like, 
<laughs> but um, and then my mom was like, or like anybody who was trying to invite anybody, like, yeah, no. Oh yeah, no. But back back on subject. I think um, I don't know. Like I always read, like you know, like if I continue to pay down student loans and everything like that, it's still gonna be there. So like I might as well enjoy my life. As as far as like us having a wedding and everything like that, the way we want we want to have it, because that stuff's still gonna be there. Yeah, but it it <clears> could <throat> not be. That's the whole point, right? So would you rather not have a wedding? I think it's lose lose, or I think it's, I think you lose out either way, right? Because mm-hmm. there could be like a okay, let's say I mean if we're being honest for like what our wedding when you consider everything, right? Not just like the venue and food and stuff, but like probably like decorations and clothing, all that stuff, even all the pre-wedding stuff that we're doing. And this is being probably conservative, um, saying $15,000. That is 70% of the debt that I have. So when we think about the amount of money I pay in like credit card debt, Mm -hmm. all my debt, right? But a significant chunk. We consider interest and everything that I'm paying. If I put all of that towards credit card debt. Then, whereas I'm probably spending $1,000 paying down debt monthly, that could easily make that $200. Meaning over time, we're say, we have a net of $800 income that we're not having to give to debt coming into the house. Mm-hmm. And think about like over time in, uh, um, in a year, right? Mm-hmm. That's almost ten thousand dollars. So quick math, <laughs> right? So like that's the idea behind it. Like yeah, because we're not. That's interest. It's going to be there, but it's also going to cost you, and that's the difference because of interest. It's not just it's there, right? But it's like oh, you didn't pay off this fifty dollars, so now you owe us fifty five. Okay, then you gave us 25. Okay, great. But you still have, you know, 30 left. So now instead of just paying off a 30, you owe us 33. So now we're just paying more because we leave it there because that's how interest works. So, but then there's that, okay, I pay it off. And then you don't have the wedding that you want now. And I honestly think some of it has to do with age. Because if I were younger, um, I would probably be like, oh yeah, let's just put it all towards debt, pay it off, get married, and we can have a wedding when we're 30, right? But like being 35, and, and yeah, we could say like, let's forego all this, just actually get married and wait until we're 40. And I'm not saying that's a bad decision. It's clearly not the decision we're making. Um, And so there is a bit of like, it feels irresponsible, but it also it feels like this is what I want. So it's the balance between, am I going to be do what I feel like, oh, is the most fiscally responsible versus doing something that's not totally irresponsible because it's not like we're letting things go into default or anything crazy like that. I do pay bills. I have a debt reduction plan, all of that, but it's not going as fast as it potentially could because we're say taking a big chunk of money and putting it towards this wedding. Mm-hmm. And it 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 you you know what I'm saying? So there's kind of like that, like this quality of life 
kind of thing, you know? And, and I think it's important because I've always wanted a wedding and being honest, although I've been a bridesmaid a bunch of times, um, I've only probably had like one of my really good friends who like, I've been a part of their wedding. I've been a part of other people's weddings. Um, and, but they've, you know, a lot of my friends don't have like get married like that in my family. Like in my immediate family, the last person who got married, who I remember like being a part of their wedding was my aunt. And that was 19 years ago. And that was her second marriage, her second wedding. And so her first one, I think I was like one or two years old. <laughs> and so when she got married again, I was like 15 or 16. Um, but no one else, like no one else. Even my mom got remarried, she, like went to the courthouse, like no one has like a wedding. So part of me like wants to do it because I've always imagined that. And I'm hoping, you know, I just want to do this one time. <laughs> like, you know, uh, so that's it. So, I mean, it's what we're doing, but it's just like a conversation. But as we were, so I got this book um, by the budgetista Tiffany Aliche, who's somebody I followed for a while. And she wrote this book called Getting Good With Money. And I bought us each a copy and we started reading it and then we stopped. And I want us to get back on it because like I said, I want us to start talking about like where we want to be financially and what our financial goals are and really working towards that goal. I think that sometimes we just like live and we're like, oh, we're going to do this, 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 this. And then you don't realize sometimes like the kind of money that you put out, you know, and I don't mean it has to be like, well, oh, now you can't have this coffee because you gotta, you know, oh, never going to Starbucks again because, but like, you have to think about stuff when you're like, well, if I go to Starbucks every morning and I pay $5, then that's $25 in a weekday, right? Then that's $25 a week. That's a hundred dollars a month when it's like, and then you're like, oh, I have a Keurig at home. Like I could not spend that kind of money you know yeah i noticed that stuff like that yeah because like when i would go out like go to the co-working spaces or just commute and everything like that or even if just walking around like going to the coffee shop down the street i'm like i literally just spent maybe six seven dollars on a mm-hmm. on a coffee mm-hmm. um like it's like fancy coffee and mm-hmm. stuff like that when i'm like okay if i did that every day right that would suck. Right. And it doesn't mean you can <clears throat> never have it, right? It doesn't mean that like once a week or every other week or whatever the frequency is, that doesn't mean you should feel bad about saying like, yeah, I had this coffee, even though maybe I had coffee at home before I left or whatever mm-hmm. the case is. But, you know, like getting to those habits, like I was saying, I was going to the bookstore and getting like a Diet Coke and it's like $2 and some change. The bookstore is right next to my office mm. at work. And it's just like opportunity. I get to like talk to the people in there and whatever the case is. But I'm like, if I, I round always up to three, cause that's what happens in my bank account. Like they'll put that change in my savings, but it takes the $3 out of my checking account. Mm. Right. So say it's two twenty, it will take $3 out two twenty for the product. 80 cents will go into my savings. So technically I have it, but when it's out of my checking account, I'm just thinking about that, but I'm like $3 a, a day, five mm. days a week, that's $15. Meaning I'm spending $60 a month on Diet Coke and I could easily go to the grocery store, get a a six six pack pack for $4. Right. And have it for a week and a half. Right. And sometimes they they usually had those deals with like three for $11. Mm -hmm. So for $11, I could have Diet Cokes for the month or I could pay $60. 
right? Right. So sometimes it does, because it doesn't feel like that when you're spending the three dollars. It doesn't. It doesn't. You don't think about it's like only three dollars. Like you're like, ah, oh, I get that. We love putting <laughs> only in front of those, mm-hmm. and then we do those repetitiously and now it's like oh shoot i only myself into <laughs> spending five hundred dollars it's like when you go shopping somewhere and because and i know because i'm a person who loves bargains and deals and i love ross and mm. tj maxx all this kind of place and they're like oh this is only twenty dollars and this is only three dollars this is only seven dollars and you only and they be like well, how does this three hundred dollars because you only yourself into 50 through you know inexpensive things right so it, it definitely happens so one concept that I kind of want to explore in this book, uh, in the very first, I think this is the introduction, where it was talking about getting good with your mindset. And so what she was saying is we have to recognize our money influences and patterns and identify their consequences. And so I'm just going to read a quick uh, excerpt. She said, so much of our mindset toward money Uh, What constitutes appropriate spending or saving, for instance, isn't solely our own. Instead, it often comes from our past in direct and subtle ways. When it comes to direct imprinting, a lot of people take their childhood messaging to heart. If your parents suffered hard financial times and were vocal about it, you might now hold tight to your money out of a fear for the same fate. Sometimes what we learn encourages us to do the opposite of what we witness. So if your parents oversaved and skimped on your school clothes, even when you knew they had money, you might be an overspender out of spite without even realizing it. Or if they were overspenders in a way that embarrassed you, you might now be really, really frugal to kind of make a statement, right? Mm. And then it's like, not only do you get those messaging from families, but society and all those types of things. So it really just put me in a place to really like come to terms with what my mindset around money is and how I got there. And then it's about <clears throat> what patterns do you want to break? Um, how do you like question the financial decisions that you make? Um, and, and I think it's an important conversation for us to have because one thing I had to realize, and it kind of came up because we were having that conversation about like shoe dazzle and whatever. And so there is the feeling like, well, yeah, I could spend this $10. It's my, I earned the money. I should be able to spend it and not have to clear it with you. Right. And vice versa. You should be able mm-hmm. to go out and get something and not have to clear it for me. But the truth of the matter is none of the decisions that we make specifically financially only affect one of us. Repeat that. The whole Only, thing? No, not the whole thing. Okay. Just that last part. I said, the truth of the matter is none of the financial decisions that we make separately, we don't make them like of, of our own. So reverse, every financial decision that we make individually affects the other person. Mm, okay. I'll right? make sure I'm like. So, like I reverse, I guess a couple of words in there. <laughs> like in my mind, like wait, what now? So like <clears throat> every every even what ones we deem insignificant, every decision that I make financially impacts you in some way, whether you know it or not, mm-hmm. and vice versa. And I think that there there has to be kind of like that consideration for us to having conversations of like how do we spend money having understanding of what are our financial goals 
deciding mm-hmm. what our financial goals are, deciding what things we can and cannot go without, right? Like what are our things where it's like, well, th- I'm going to spend money on this. I'd like to spend money on this. Oh, we need to save for this. We need to do this. We need to forego this until whenever this mm-hmm. can be paid off by this day, whatever the case is. Deciding on a budget. I think op- right now, neither one of us operates out of a budget. Um, and I think that that is something we should consider, right? Like this is the budget and if it's not in a budget, it's not in a budget and we can adjust, you know? And I think for me, sometimes it's easier because it's not easier to budget, but it's in a, it can be easier, more difficult. Sometimes it's easier in a planning stage because I get paid monthly. Mm-hmm. So it's like, this is the money you have. So in a way I have to budget because like, this all you got for the rest <laughs> of the month. But there is also that piece of, you know, uh, if something comes up, I was telling, you know, my sister, her birthday is at the end of the month. It was at the end of last month. And it was just like, if I didn't uh, calculate for that, then by the time the 27th hit, hits, I don't have no money. Right. So... <laughs> Things can't, it's really sucks when things pop up at the end of the month for me before I get paid because yeah. I don't have money. Where some people be like, oh, this happened on the 14th. Cool, I'll get paid on the 15th. That's not the case. And everybody said, well, if you have all the money up front, that's easier. Not always. Not, not because not. you feel like, oh, I have all of this. And so you start thinking spending. And sometimes I, and I, this happened to me when I first started getting paid monthly where I was like spending money and I was paying bills twice and it was like a whole thing. So just kind of like figuring out like our money mindsets and like, you know, I grew up in a home where we live paycheck to paycheck and we were on public assistance and, uh, had like sometimes we got food from food pantries and, mm-hmm. and gifts and stuff. My mother cannot afford to like feed me or whatever. Like we went to my grandma's house who was on public assistance, you know, like generational public assistance mm-hmm. re- recipients. <clears throat> Which let me tell you, anytime I'm unemployed, I don't have no problem going to get my unemployment, going to, I miss food stamps because tax-free food, which here, I think that you don't get charged taxes for food, but in Chicago you do. Yeah, sales tax. Chicago you do. I love tax-free food. <laughs> I love food stamps. Uh, the link car in Chicago, we used to call it, the, my sister called it the purple platinum. <laughs> I love me some purple platinum. Let me tell you, I, I lost a job one day. I, that afternoon, I, while I was crying about losing the job, because <laughs> when you had to actually go to the employment office, yeah. I went to the unemployment office because you couldn't do it online at the time. I was like, yeah, while I was but, on my way getting my food stamp card. I see, <laughs> our, okay. like our our, our, like our perspective on that like okay so when we were grow when we were growing up like we had the food stamps and stuff like the paper food stamps and stuff like that like i remember that it was like, like monopoly money yeah and we had the whole you know cereal that just said cereal on the white box or <laughs> peanut butter that had just peanut butter on the white canister and oh stuff i like used that. to hate with the, all the thick oil on top of There's the thick uh, oil peanut, on butter. Your peanut butter too huh? There's thick oil on your peanut That's butter, That's because it's natural peanut butter, which is totally different. But the rest of the peanut butter <clears throat> is still creamy. You pour that oil off that can, it's dry. It's dust, okay? It's peanut <laughs> but, butter uh, crumbles. True. But I think, I don't know, because for the most part, for me, I didn't know any different. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't realize, like, that's technically a poor thing. 
or uh, oh yeah i didn't know i was poor until I, I was a teenager right and then even just the whole thing of people like i remember this kid clowned the hell out of me because I had my hot dog on a piece of uh on a piece of bread versus a hot dog bun. First of all, they I said pref- I prefer they said bread. it was a struggle meal. I was like, wait a minute now. I could prefer bread over a hot dog bun. It just but, makes more sense. But whatever. at the same time, like, so when you when you basically say that, like, I don't know. Like, I guess I'm I'm put into a different mindset. Like, of course, I didn't know we were poor because like I had food in my stomach. I had clothes on my back. At that point in time, we I mean, it was mostly um, not necessarily hand-me-downs or anything like that, but... Um, secondhand? It was sometimes secondhand, or, you know, we went, like, out. no, I wore uniforms. Mm-hmm. So it was, like, five days a week, you know, didn't know any different. You go up to Gurney Mills and go get Bugle Boy pants and stuff like that. So, like, anytime, like, there was, like, a financial hardship... I really didn't know. It wasn't until like, so when we stayed in the suburbs and like my mom was like, I guess she was struggling. Like she informed me like she was struggling and stuff like that. And that we would have to move back to the city and everything like that. And, you know, size down because like she had put all this money into this house. And it was like, I get, I'm not sure what happened. I think it was around the time like, you know, Bush was technically president. I think. Um, and I get I'm not sure the full story of what happened uh with the with the house and everything like that, but she said that we, you know, we would have to size down, move back into the uh, move back into the city and everything like that. I was like, I've been asking you to move back into the city. <laughs> I don't necessarily mind like the fact is we had a roof over our head. And like I guess she felt like she let me down and everything like that at that point in time, which I'm like. I'm perfectly fine mm-hmm. with us moving back to a back to a smaller house because like technically if like the house was too big just for two of us or just even the people that were living it living there and everything. So my mindset with, was like, I don't need all this. Like just to be happy or like if you're struggling and everything like that. I'm still, you know, a kid. I don't, I can't help you. I'm saying, I think it's different because you're looking at it from a kid perspective, <clears throat> as opposed to saying like, what if you were your mom? I, I'm not saying I was unhappy. I was fine. You mm-hmm. know, I, I talk about these stories. Like, you know, I'm in agreement. I had moments where I didn't know we didn't have, like, I didn't, we used to have, I didn't know what my mama would be like, spend her last $3 mm-hmm. to buy chips. And because when it was a quarter, so you can get four <laughs> yeah. bags and get Good like, bags. and I get to pick my four bags of chips and give me a red pop, which mm. is also only 35 cents and like an oatmeal cream pie and like a pack of hot dogs and be like, you have hot dogs for dinner. And we have a, we used to have potato chip parties mm. and she would take all the chips I picked and we put them in one bag, shake them up and we would, all the chips we picked and eat chip them. Mix. But I didn't know it was because I don't have money to feed you. Mm-hmm. Because it was oh yeah. guess what Friday hot dogs potato chip party because you use your last five dollars mm-hmm. to do this yeah as a kid I don't know that I just be like so I can go to school but like, we have potato chip party your mama don't have potato chip. oh you had to eat lasagna I had potato chip party you know mm-hmm. like you don't know that as a kid but I imagine like 
as an adult, and even when we had times where our uh, we didn't have hot water, that's mm-hmm. why. But I just like, all right, guess I got it. Even though it was irritating, I learned how to like boil water, heat up in the microwave, wash up in the sink, know how to make enough water to fill up the tub so I could like take a bath mm-hmm. at night and then do enough get up early. Like it would happen. And, you know, it would be annoying and like it probably had to happen as a teenager for me to like be like, all right, this this is a problem. But like as a kid, I just rolled with it and like it was what it was. Mm -hmm. But I imagine like and again, like kind of like the conversation we had last night, it is some of those habits and practices that even though the results didn't make me feel like I wasn't taken care of Mm -hmm. in that way some of those how we deal with money situations right mm-hmm. like now as an adult learning like how bad things have to get for somebody to turn your power to turn your heat off mm-hmm. in chicago no less right yeah like yeah, yeah, yeah. H- how much debt you have to get into knowing talking about education you know my mother didn't get her high school diploma until i was in college mm-hmm. so like she was able, I mean, but she had been an administrative assistant for years and years and years, typing skills, all that kind of stuff. When computers first came out, she had those skills. But think about where they've come now. She had to pivot in her career. Yeah. And so just learning like a lot of those things and, and watching like how we handle money, like, right? Like we didn't have a lot, but like when she got it, like she would spend it. There was no like, oh, pay for this later. It was very like, we will get the money to do this and we're not thinking ahead. Yeah. We I, are just getting the money to do. Oh, you need $5. You need $50. We're going to ask and figure out how to get these $50 this month. But we're not doing things to say, like, how do we start thinking about what we got to do yeah. next month? I think when it comes to that part, like, I know my spending habits with certain things, like, especially because, like, I don't necessarily depend. I don't necessarily depend on my my regular job to actually pay a lot of this stuff. So, when it comes to like uh, bringing in income, like even just from freelance and everything like that, I think a lot of previous and past um, mindsets and everything like that, and trying to make sure I'm not making the same mistakes, kind of does influence that. Like I'm, I'm not sure. I haven't analyzed how like my mom spends money or my parents have spent money like and how that affects me. I haven't analyzed that. Shut your face. I, it's I your think, face. That's, but <laughs> I think like you're on the outside looking in. That's so what you I can was going to say. Understand, that's all I was going to say. I think for me, it's like I know when I get like a, a good chunk of uh, money from like freelance and everything like that, I start thinking, okay, what do we need for the house? What do we, what do we need for the house that we didn't get yet? Versus like taking a break, not even thinking about it and just letting that money sit. Cause what if something else comes up? And something else will always come up. Mm-hmm. Cause we still need tires. <laughs> True that. I want to point that out. We still need tires for the car and tires. But that's what I mean. Like, I get what you're saying because I think, and this is like goes to the conversation we had privately before too. Like, I think sometimes, and I'll say this and I'll say it again. I'm, I've realized and I've just coined it as I'm like obsessed with self-improvement. So I'm really, I, I like to do a lot of introspection and lean more into like, why do I do the things that I do and, and what makes and whatever. And it's always funny to me because 
from someone who has a relationship with you and building my relationship with your mother and watching the two of you operate, there's so many things that makes me laugh that you don't see the connection. And I do, like when you said, I don't see the, you know, I don't necessarily analyze my mom to see, so I don't see it. And I absolutely see it. And now I will say, because your mom reached out to me and we had a conversation because she's working on like, she got a financial planner and she wants us to do that. And and she's like, I wish I had known X, Y, and Z, so many things. Um, and she wants us to make sure like, as we start our lives, we are considering all of these things from a financial um, perspective. Mm-hmm. And I think that... Um, you know, your mother definitely operates on like that, like, it's like an abundance that like, if I have this now, look at what I can do as a, the very thing you just said, as opposed to saying, let me hold on to this because something important might come up later. And instead of immediately thinking, let me just get this now, because this is happening because this is on sale. This is whatever. Because that's how sales work. They always come back. The, the advertisers set it up that way to make you feel like they play on our emotions. They want us to think that this is going to be it, right? Not knowing like, oh, like it you ain't know. coming back for a long time, aka next week, right? <laughs> right. So it's like it is that kind of thought and 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 mindset. Um, and and I see it in you because I think like, yeah, you'll make sure your bills are are paid as well. But then there is no like kind of like these are the things that we need. So I'm not get this and this and this and this. It, it is kind of like, oh, yeah, we can do this. And I think like sometimes and I get it. But I think sometimes like you might be more freely to like spend money, um, larger amounts of money on like, you know, this thing costs this and I will like analyze and, and try to find every other place where I could find it, wait, like whatever before. And you'll be like, no, this is just how much this costs. It's reasonable. It's within what I have, right? It could be like, I have this, I can spend it. And so I just think like, that is, that is interesting. I also don't think that you feel like, I, I agree. Like you don't necessarily operate of a like, oh, we got to have all of these things, right? I want to live well. I want to live comfortably. Um, it goes like, okay, I will say like one week could be that, one week it could be something totally different. <laughs> okay. Because of like, even just um, like doing stuff for myself, like when I bought the clothes, like I legit was like, okay, like as the number was starting to get a little mm-hmm. bit higher, even though like everything was on sale and stuff like that. And it was like, I just saw the numbers start getting higher. And you and need it. Like that. And yeah. But also, like, I never really think about that. The mm-hmm. fact that I actually need it. Like, I, like, I, yeah, because you're like, like, I a- don't need all these clothes. And I'd be like, yeah. all right, fine. You want to watch every three days? Have well, it. I don't know. Like, I think, like, I got rid of a lot of clothes that I've had. F- shoot. That I've had to that be, shirt since. That needed to be getting rid of. <laughs> that I tried to throw away a, a while ago and you wouldn't let me. But that's neither here nor there. Anyway. <laughs> but I think um, for the most part, like even just like, there's been a long time since I've actually bought myself cologne or anything like that. Or most of the time, if I got cologne, it was like a gift mm-hmm. or something. Um, so the fact that I actually bought cologne and everything like Are that. Are you keeping both? I am. Okay. Like I thought about it, I'm like, I'm okay. Yeah. I can afford it. I I battled with that yesterday because I'm like, technically I we don't I don't need two colognes. One costing like eighty dollars, the other one sixty seven. I'm like, 
I don't need both of those, but I like both of those. And you I know you're like gonna get one. this this engagement outfit while you spend all this money on these oh, smell I, goods. I bought it. I'm just messing with you. No, I, I know. I got the pants. You and told everything. me. No, before I told you, I got the just the jacket. You told me. And then I did. You're old. It's okay. Shut your face. You gotta get that Ginkgo Biloba. I haven't taken Ginkgo Biloba. Like, like the songstress <clears throat> Brandy said, almost doesn't count. Gone somewhere. You gotta get back in front of your mic, otherwise they won't be able to hear you. Oh, they go hear me. Anyway, but yeah, like I think just for the just even for what I did yesterday, like. I didn't, I'm like, okay, the first thing I did before I did any of that was pay bill, pay that bill hey. and got the engagement shoot closed. That's stuff. all I asked. Don't, don't get our internet shut off. <laughs> you smell good, but we ain't, but we can't like, log on nowhere. Like, okay. Like, because as soon as I started like, uh, getting money, like for, like I started structuring how yeah. I do my business and everything a little bit differently, which is working out a little bit better. That's good. So but as soon as I got that, I was like, okay, internet is due. Insurance is due. Pay that first. What do you have left? Yeah. Does it need to just sit there? Do you need clothes? Technically, yes. You do. <clears throat> no, I agree. And, and you know, that's what I told you. Whenever I buy things, I know it's going to be like, oh, but I've paid every bill I have for the month. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to spend a single cent. The first thing I do when I get up on payday is pay bills. Mm -hmm. And I sit and I and I have a, a payment calendar that I use outside of the one that, you know, I create for us. Mm -hmm. I create my own individual one that includes like my credit card debt and all that other kind of stuff. And I start paying bills. So like I've accounted for bills that I need to pay that aren't due until the 28th. You know, there I don't have that money. To me, that money doesn't exist. And I'm still one of the few people in the world who still might have a check registry, like where I'm like, you know, how you write it. But it's it's an app, but I use it. If I go into the store and I spend when I if I buy that Diet Coke and I spend that two dollars and twenty six cents, then I put bookstore Diet Coke three dollars. Yeah. So like I do that. I try to keep a lot of track and then like maybe every other week I'll check that against my bank account because sometimes like there might be like oh i thought this cost you know i thought my you know how sometimes like oh apple music is you know 9.99 but really when it come out it's 10 something when they add the, yeah, tag. Add the tag so that's 11 dollars that actually came out and so i'm like why is my dollar off like i am that person um so there are it's weird because when you talk about having a mixed kind of mindset i do like i can be very like analytical <clears throat> and very uh strict in that way with my finances and then i'm very like yolo and so i deserve mm -hmm. and i have deserved and let me tell you i have i deserve my way into the kind of debt <laughs> that i have right i i deserve to have twenty thousand dollars in credit card debt and i would say some of it came from honestly we talk about some of those societal pressures some of it came from me feeling like I wanted to live a life that I had not yet. I don't want to say earned because I think luxury and living well doesn't necessarily have to be earned. Sometimes you just want nice stuff and, and people have nice stuff who don't earn it. So let's be real. That's true. Um, 
I hope to live a life one day that my kids will live a, a nice life that they didn't earn, that mm-hmm. they will have things that I didn't have as a child because they're my child and it's, it's inheritance and it's legacy. And like, yeah, I've been on this trip, you know, at five years old and, you know, I have this things because my mom and my daddy take care of me and they have worked so that I can have these things that I didn't earn, but I'm theirs. So I got it. I want that for my kids, which is why I've said in no uncertain terms, my financial goal is to be rich, is to be wealthy. It is not to be comfortable. It is not to be well off. It's not to have just enough. It is to have abundance. It's to have more than enough. It is to have enough where not only we are taken care of, but people who are in my inner circle are taken care of. People who um, come in, who need, and I and I can freely give to to um, causes and areas that need. Okay, um, philanthropist. I want that. So you need to be rich to do that. And so sometimes I have to battle that also with like wanting to relax more. And I'm like, okay, maybe I'm not in that space where I can relax as much as I want to because I I need to work. Whatever. That's a whole other conversation. But I think in terms of like when you think about that money mindset, there were places when I was in my 20s where I was trying to do stuff that I couldn't afford to do. And I did not have the courage to say, I can't do that. I can't go to this place. And I started spending money I didn't have. And it really, with love, I was in a situation like with my sister where we had an apartment and it was probably like only the one time we had some like rough. I did not, I, I had credit cards in college, I was getting my financial stuff together. And these are like, oh, maxed out $300, right? Something right now that would not bother me. But then, and I paid them off and I had no credit card debt. And we lived in an apartment and she moved out and I had to use all my money to pay the rent. And it's just amazing to me because at the time the rent was $1,000. And once I paid her half of the rent, like $500 I didn't plan on spending, I didn't have any money. So I'm like, how do I eat? Because mm. I've had to now do this and I got a credit card. And because at the time my credit was getting good and I didn't have any outstanding debt other than my student loans. Um, and I think they were in forbearance. <laughs> so it was before I started grad school. Oh, no, 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 I'm lying. I was in grad school. So they were in deferment. Mm-hmm. And I got a credit card. And so I had a credit card that had like a $6,000 limit on it. And I was just supposed to buy groceries, you know, until like I could get out of the lease and move and whatever the case is. And then people were like, oh, you want to go here? You want to do this? And I started like going on trips and buying mm. plane tickets. And I was just <clears throat> thinking I was doing it and spending all this money and then turn around and was maxing out that card. And then got another card to transfer that balance. Okay, this has zero interest. I could pay this off. But then I ended up filling that card back up and filling and when I looked up and just in total transparency, and we've already had this conversation, and I had nine credit cards like over the course of the years. And it's just like, how did this happen? But I, you deserved, you deserved my way <laughs> to a bad situation. And yeah, sometimes I still now, now I'm a lot more financially conscious and like, I, I tell myself a, a no a lot of times. I know people, I tell people like, don't, you look at me from the outside and you think like, oh, well, yeah. and I'd be like, that's the point. The point is it's supposed to look <laughs> fancier than yeah. it is. And uh, and I still have to, and that's kind of like when I go back to like the wedding conversation, like, yeah, I really want this, but you know, this is a lot of money when 
I could be digging myself out of this hole. So I'm just really interested. I mean, part of what I've had to learn when I was reading this chapter is learning to forgive myself and being like, you made this mistake and stop punishing 34 year old Danisha for what, you know, 26 year old Danisha did, you know? Mm. Um, and yeah, you made these mistakes. Okay, cool. Fine. You know better, so do better. Hmm. And, you know, I was like, and it's hard because I don't want to go in a space where I don't want to eat noodles again. And, uh, you know, I mean, let me take that back. I really sometimes love beef noodles and I'll crave them and buy some. But, like, I don't want to eat them because I have to. I don't want to... Like, uh, like we, I said this last week, I don't want to be like, all right, yeah, we have a two bedroom, two bathroom. I don't want to have to live in a studio apartment to like mm -hmm. save money and do stuff like that. Am I above it? Am I saying I never, ever do that to, for a, a temporary amount of time to be able to save the money to pay down debt? No, I'm not saying I'd never, it's just not what I want to do. Um, so I try to figure out other ways to make things happen. Um, I ain't gonna lie, dual income helps. Not having to pay all the bills by myself is helpful. But I also think like there needs to be a plan, right? For the both of us to say like, let's lay out, this is the debt we have. How do we pay this down? What's our budget for the month? What things do we need? How do we save up for this, but also for this? How do we make sure we have the wedding that we want that's within reason, but also put new tires on the car, right? Like how do we do these things? And I think we're no strangers to having to sacrifice. Like we wanted to go on a whole other trip now, but we had to like pair back because we're like, we can't go on the kind of trip we want to go on and spend the money that we save the money we need to prepare for the wedding. So we have to like forego the trips that we want to go on until like honeymoon, which is still like nine months away. And we haven't traveled the way we want. So yeah, it's just something to consider. I like think you know thinking about the consequences. So, but understanding the consequences of some of the decisions that I've made, um, but also not beating myself up about mm -hmm. it, which is hard for me because I beat myself up about it. <laughs> You're silly. Anything else you want to add um, in this? No topic. I think it's a good topic. And I would like to kind of, as we're reading and we're learning more and we're making different decisions, kind of follow up and, you know, talk about maybe we'll make this financial thing like a series or whatever, um, where we're just talking about like, hey, this is what we're learning. This is what we kind of some of the things that we've decided and, and what we're working towards individually and collectively to make uh, all of this work sounds like fun all right thank you guys for joining us for another episode of if it isn't love podcast if you're not already make sure that you're following us on the socials at if it isn't love podcast on instagram and facebook at if it isn't love po1 on twitter which we're also terrible about if you have any questions thoughts uh, ideas for topics that you'd like us to discuss please feel free to send us an email at if it isn't love podcast at gmail.com until the very next time love and soul peace love and soul <laughs> oh my god <laughs>